0: so
1: what you're talking about is external success yes where there's a disconnect is people have and it's not taught so it's nobody's you know those I, I forget who says a quote maybe somebody can like put it in mm-hmm. the i don't know comments or whatever. comments yeah. yeah i'm like chat box <laughs> to, to put it in the comments as far as like who said but like it's not your fault that you don't know but once you know better do better mm. and so a lot of success is taught from the external. If you think about goal setting, it's like, what type of car do you want to drive? What type of house do you want? How much money do you want in the bank? What type of relationship? What do you want? Who's your soulmate? Da, 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 da. Um, but nobody talks about, well, when you achieve that, how do you expect to feel? We strive for things outside of ourselves because we believe that it's going to create some type of harmony within ourself, whether it being peace or health mm-hmm. or feeling good or clarity you know like and so when you understand there's intrinsic success and there's extrinsic success and when you're chasing things outside of yourself that's what creates the disconnect versus the harmony and the goal is to get clear on how you want to feel or how you think you're going to feel when you reach those heightened levels of success and create like this synergy between the two
0: Got it. And that's the same reason why we kind of created the wealthy way too, or Ryan created the wealthy way is because Mm -hmm. there's so many entrepreneurs and very successful people who aren't as happy internally because they think, you know, my next deal, I'm going to feel a certain type of way. The next time I get that car, I'm going to feel a certain type of way. But if you don't take care of your relationships, you don't take care of your health, you don't take care of things that truly matter, you know, that material object is only going to give you so much satisfaction for so long. Right. Yeah. You know, I buy a nice car and I'm sitting in it and then I'm like, now what?
1: Yeah. What's well, yeah. next? Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: yes. Yeah. Because what's the next thing that's going to make me feel better? What like is it the mm-hmm. house? Is it what, but it truly isn't. It's going to be you feeling fulfilled internally. Yeah. So how does somebody start on this journey of, you know, self-improvement, self-fulfillment and, and those kinds of things?
1: There's so many steps. I have like a year <laughs> curriculum to <laughs> ask that question. Yeah, it's it's, it's like, a tough one. I mean, the way that I teach is getting back to the foundation, and people need to remember that you we are the foundation, mm-hmm. and everything outside of us is just an external expression of what we're internally suppressing. Everything is a mirror, and we have to learn how to create how we want to feel and embody that in the today and in yoga practice they always say like the time is now Mm -hmm. and maybe like your big vision and your big goals are going to be a three-year thing but you can still tap into feeling the way that you want to feel like today and start to take actionable steps to achieve that and getting back to everything is the extension of you getting learning how to really take care of yourself and Mm -hmm. building structure for yourself as far as like getting yourself right mentally physically emotionally and spiritually those are the four pillars of human performance and you and i were talking earlier that if you're trying to build this sky rise Mm -hmm. and the foundation and the framework is not like solid af Mm -hmm. eventually you keep building and adding things on your plate and entrepreneurship they call it the burnout or you know a panic attack, or like I was had a client the other day. She's like, I had her pull over. She's having a panic attack, so we had to like do some breath work, primal screaming. Mm. It's amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it works wonders. <laughs> so, so stop popping pills. Just scream, yeah, <laughs> scream in the car.
0: There it is. That's the prescription from there now on. Go.
1: Primal screaming. <laughs> Look it up. But um, yeah, I mean, getting getting yourself right in those aspects will tremendously. And it sounds simple, but it's not easy. Yeah. The, totally process
0: so what does that foundation look like for and, and again i'm sure it's personalized for every single one of the clients that you work with but if you could give like a general yeah framework for somebody starting to work with you what does their foundation look like
1: yeah well you know i always look at it like like my brain is very systematic it's very like practical and i believe that all things when you when you reach somebody that's at an expert level, it's really just a playbook and a plug and play. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to specifically your question, the first thing we do, it's so simple. We go all the way back to the foundation and the ABCs. The A is what is your night routine like? Mm-hmm. My clients are so blown away of the impact that it makes on their mental and their emotional health of just getting on a solid night routine. Um, and then that impacts their sleep. And then having their morning routine next, like we start with the night routine, getting on a food schedule, um, getting on an exercise schedule and just starting with where they feel capable, comfortable, but somewhat challenged
0: Love and it. then
1: build upon that. And I think there's a bis- big misconception. And I want people to understand this is that it takes a year to really allow this to become your new normal, your lifestyle, and it takes a month to adjust. So it's not a habit in a month. It's Mm -hmm. an adjustment phase to figure out what your flow is.
0: Mm, Okay.
1: And then you build upon that.
0: Love it. So I'm going to rewind a little bit to this nightly routine. (laughs) So what's the ideal, like, and again, it can't change, but what's the ideal nightly routine for you personally, or for one of your clients?
1: Yeah, well, I'm totally advanced and, and uh, <laughs> above and beyond with work with Dr. Joe Dispenza, but I will tell you mine because yep. I always love to work with like what's the extreme what's the, and like, then backwards. Pinnacle? Yeah, yeah. So I have um a daily audit. I audit my day every day. I think it's really important. It helps you create new neuroplasticity in your brain. All that means, hopefully I sounded smart right there. But all that is, is it allows you, um, we work on habit. And if we don't go back and really reassess our habits and our behaviors, we can't change them next time. Mm -hmm. So when you write out like what if you would have gone back in time and saw your day and rewound it as a movie and the thing that maybe you're beating yourself up entrepreneurs and people in general are the hardest on ourselves like Mm -hmm. we are the biggest critics so if you could go back and imagine like if you could just leave that with the day and not sleep with it so you go back write out what i would have done differently Mm -hmm. and i write it in present tense as if it was a win versus a challenge. So I have my daily wins, my challenges. I allow myself to brain dump everything. And then I reframe it as if I could like go back and rewrite it and that clears things out. So next time the pattern happens again, my brain has a memory that I did it in the way that it was a win because everything life's going to have a consequence.
0: So walk me through what that looks like in practice. So like, for example, I maybe didn't have a great conversation with somebody at work. So then I would reframe that to, I'm so glad that I handled that situation properly. Or what does that look like?
1: That was very general. So you could go back and be like, okay, I had conflict with so-and-so or I was a little bit moody and I snapped at them. So Mm -hmm. be specific exactly what happened. You can't control other people's behaviors, but you can control the way that you react to them. And that's the thing about emotional intelligence is you're able to, number one, manage your own emotions and kind of like the breath when you learn to do. That's why breath control is so important because Mm -hmm. it allows you. I know everybody eats Oreo cookies or at least has eaten an Oreo cookie (laughs) in their life. So it's like taking an Oreo cookie and separating it and creating that space between just a pause between the reaction and the emotion Mm because we get so caught up and then we react. So if you can go back in time, be like, "Okay, I would have just take like counted to five backwards. Something happens when you count. It's like an eight second count where you just allow yourself to just like breathe and count. And then you respond. All you need Mm. is five to eight seconds. Interesting. Yeah, it's fascinating. All we need, and if we can just like you, that's why breathing creates that relief, like. And then you just count in your head. And that counting also creates a hypnotic effect where we put ourselves into this trance because when you're in that energetic state, you become powerless. And when in that powerless energetic state, we do like ridiculous things that we end up like regretting or like, things we can't take back. Mm -hmm. So it allows you, if you go back and you're talking about specifically the reframe, think about it's like sports. Mm -hmm. How many times do we practice the same drills? I mean, I remember my coach put me through the same drills all the time, (laughs) Mm -hmm, right? Yeah it's the same exercise so every day we have the opportunity to put in our physical reps our mental reps our emotional reps and then our spiritual repetitions and then the more reps we put in the faster we get there the more we practice and then the daily audits just give you that opportunity to course correct um and in a um, space of the visualization mm-hmm. of your own behavior and you write it specifically. Not just generally, because it's going to happen again. Somebody's going to trigger you. They're going to say something. You're going to be in a mood or maybe you had some issues at home mm-hmm. and it, it had nothing to do with them. So you get to just like take that pause, do your breathing, go back and then write it as if how you would have responded. You'd be like, you know, listen, I understand where you're coming from. I'm going to get back to you um, or you say however you want to say. You know, tonality is everything breathing, slowing down.